yes, oh yes. You are now listening to slash watching the uh, CBHD radio show direct and uh, live from Copenhagen. Yes, that is true. <laughs> uh, I'm Ian Bang and uh, this is Kip. Hi everyone. Yeah. And um, I don't mean to get uh, too political, but I'm very, very happy at uh, this uh, moment that uh, it's... Uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the the winner of the uh, U.S. election, so maybe we can try to get the, the U.S. back on track. They're not all lost yet, so now he, maybe he can save lost on you. <laughs> As the so so the new leader of the free leader of the free world, maybe he can save the uh, universe. Yeah. I just actually, love how we compliment <laughs> each other. He, he can maybe be the <laughs> maybe he, he can actually be the new master of the universe. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. He. He, man, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, today we got a, a an old friend and a special guest. Uh, not a special guest, but a special guest uh, of tonight's show, Mr. Tim Andresen, the uh, Copenhagen and uh, Danish uh, club legend. Um, we'll be talking to him about uh, his uh, career and uh, how he's been coping with uh, his uh, darling and our darling um, a box during the. Uh, the pandemic and all of that and of course he will also be playing some music yeah and I hope uh, we can maybe get some uh, sketchy stories from him from uh, from Clubland uh, from back <laughs> in the day maybe well uh, and not all of them are suited for uh, for mass consumption uh, I can say because I've heard uh, some lo- a lot uh, of those uh, stories and they're not uh, they're not uh, they're not child friendly so <laughs> So hide your children, yes. but, uh, but stay tuned. But stay tuned. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're not going to be uh, chatting uh, a lot until uh, Tim arrives and uh, until we get him on the mics. But I am going to be uh, doing the startup set and uh, Kip is going to uh, be um, conducting the interview and uh, and uh, he, uh, he is going to play the set after uh, Tim. And after that, let's see what happens. The night is young. Um, so uh, for now, for me, Ian Bang, this one here, uh, first track for me is uh, Feel and Madras with a track called Vires. So uh, let's hear it. Here we go.
Yes, oh yes. That was uh, Evren Fortuna Aum, a remix by Gadi Mitrani. Next up is uh, one of our very good friends who's also our uh, guest planned for uh, next week. One of them, that is. We'll reveal the other one maybe later, maybe sometime next week. But uh, this is our very good friend uh, Nandu, uh, which is uh, by yesterday was out with his new EP on uh, the uh, legendary Innovations label. And uh, we were so lucky to have uh, him play one of the tracks from the uh, in his live set last New Year's, and it was uh, magical, very very cool. The EP is uh, called "Forever in Our Favor," just like the track that he uh, actually uh, the one that you might have heard before. This one is a new one from the EP, "The Traveler's Antidote." Uh, if you like his uh, stuff, go and check him out on Beatport, on Bandcamp, uh, and uh, wherever you can find uh, digital music. Here we go, Nandu.
All right. Joining us in the studio is uh, Mr. Tim Andresen. How are you, you, Tim? I'm pretty good. Thank you. Uh, what have you been up to uh, these days? Ah. These uh, troublesome <laughs> times. Well, well, well. Pretty much the same like everyone else, I guess. Yeah. Um, not completely isolating myself, but trying to keep myself busy. Um, yeah. Doing what I what I'm able to do. Keep the business running and yeah, yeah. And recently, I re-established my uh, home studio. Okay. Uh, which uh, hasn't been up for a while, so so I started to to uh, get inspired again. And, it's a and the perfect opportunity for exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, in 2021, yeah. I'll be seeing new music. That, that's actually uh, one of my questions. Uh, is also like, where do you get the inspiration from? Because usually, like, you get inspiration from club nights, and you need mm. like a certain energy level to like get things going. Mm. So, what do you do if you're sitting at home and then you're? It's been such a long time since you've been on the club and stuff like that. So, yeah, so where true, do you draw you know, your in- inspiration from? The dance music needs to be listened to a, a, at the dance floor, in my opinion. But you know, this is not the, an option at the moment. So. Basically, just listening to sets on the internet, you know, going to the shops, seeing what other people do, and, you know, just trying to get the best out of it. Yeah. And, and for the people uh, <laughs> who, who may not be, be that familiar with you, I've got a, I got a bit of a, a list of stuff you've done. Of course, you uh, you produce, you DJ, uh, you're a label owner or actually owner of several labels, um, and of course, uh, part owner of Culture Box as well. Uh, and you've been on electronic music scene for eight years, basically. Um, what what's what's the journey been like from when you started out to like 2020? I mean, there's been a lot of I know highs and lows and stuff like that. But is there mm. like any moments that stand out that has been like career defining for you? Uh, something like you can you can tell us a bit about. Yeah, I was saying, you know, basically doing the flow parties in '99 was a big door opener for me. Um, we rented a big concert venue here in Copenhagen and uh, sold it out a few times in a row. And, um, you know, that pretty much kicked off my career both locally and shortly after internationally as well. So uh, back then I had um, a daytime job uh, and that stopped by, I think, around 2000. So I've been professional in music since. And then, you know, starting to do music was uh, also an eye-opener for me and Something I never really thought was possible in the you know early 90s or in the 80s or so, but you know technology changed, and uh, I met a friend of mine who was already producing, and um, step by step I got into it, you know, and taught myself the yeah how how to to do stuff. So um, you know up in especially in the yeah shortly after 2000 when I started full time, you know all my focus was on producing. And then later on at labels was also, a, you know, a career-defining moment for me, starting yeah, up my own label. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, there's been so much going on everywhere since. So it's, you know, just just enjoying what I'm doing. And for yeah. me, it's, you know, basically, you know, first and foremost, I'm still a DJ, you know. And yeah. if it wasn't for that, I mean, I'd probably not be doing a whole lot of music. But, um... I would say uh, step by step. I just got into it and, and learned by myself. How, how was those those first steps? I mean, that must be a bit a uh, bit uh, terrifying going from like a, a secure daytime job and then all of a sudden go, okay, I'm going full time on, on the music business. Uh, how how was that journey? 
money-wise, I was broke at the, at the beginning, you know. <laughs> totally broke. <laughs> Nothing so, to lose then. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, it took a little while to establish myself. Um, but I mean, I'm actually happy that I was pushed, you know, to, to actually be able to do this. If I still had a, a daytime job, and, you know, I would probably not have done what I did. Um, so um, to me, that has been, you know, something I've always brought with me, you know, You know, actually, sometimes you actually need to to leave what you have and you know secure ground to, to go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but uh, financially, it was a big struggle at the beginning, and then I've been lucky to you know to survive and, and get to where I am today. I remember. I, th- I think I, I first met you back in the day in Aarhus. I think you were mm. part of like the oven ready uh, kind of thing way exactly. back in the day. Uh, yeah. So it's a, uh, it's yeah, it's always a, uh, it's it's funny looking back, and uh, I mean, of course, always that's where you started and where you end up. Mm. Um, how how, uh, how do you think about the business now? I mean, it's it's such a difficult time. So, what do you think? As for example, as we do here, we do streams and stuff like that. Mm. Do, do you see any way uh, like you can branch out or or, or keeping head above water uh, if you're an artist uh, at this point in time? Not really. No, no not really. Business uh, looks pretty bad for everyone I guess yeah um, you know money is uh, to be made at the gigs not really at stream sessions and so on but um, it looks like you, you know we're lucky if we get in back into the back into things uh, I'd say halfway through 21 yeah um, so everyone needs to survive and, and see um, how they can how they can get through it you know but a lot of artists actually already threw the towel and you know, found other places to, you know, yeah. to work. Or, yeah. Which is a big shame, you know, because industry was doing pretty well before this. So, yeah. Um, but we'll see, you know, there must be light at the end of the tunnel, but everyone is talking about the, you know, the qu- quick tests and so on as yeah. an option. But yeah, there's still, you know, it looks like it's um, it's definitely half a, half a year or maybe more. Yeah, it's still in the beginning um, phase, but... Yeah, um, absolutely, but... Yeah. You know, you got to stay positive, you know, and people still want to go out when all this is, 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 has ending, uh, ended. So um, let's focus on that and yeah, and hopefully we'll be back stronger than ever. Yeah. How are you guys at Culturebox? Are you still having your crowdfunding project or is there we some do. way people can support you yeah, guys? Yeah, we do. We do. We still have the crowdfunding running. Um, we're not pushing it as much as we did, but um, it's still there if you want to continue um, uh, make a smaller donation if you're able to do that. But yeah. We'll see. Everyone is sent home on furlock at the moment. So, um, you know, costs have been reduced as much as possible. Yeah, of course. And, um, you know, it's been costly, but that's the same for everyone. Yeah. You know, and it's not just in the nightlife industry, but basically everywhere. So, um, I think at the, at the moment it looks like that we are able to continue when we when we start up. But, I mean, if it takes two years from now, of sure. course, it's a different yeah. matter. But yeah. But um, hopefully we'll be we'll be back, and then you know we have to see what the future brings. Is are we able to do international lineups, or are people not allowed to travel, or you know? Yeah. But, yeah, there's um, so much uncertainty that, that, that nobody knows basically exactly. what's going to happen. So oh. yeah, we have to take it step by step, I guess. Yeah. Um, so so you said you're like uh, rebuilding your home studio. So mm-hmm. so have you had the time to put in some hours yet? And and how I is the, yeah, the process? Did. And uh, <clears throat> working on a couple of. A project, but nothing has been finished yet. No, so, no, no. Uh, you know, basically, I've been out of the loop for uh, a year and a half. 
So, um, you know, just trying to, you know, work a little bit on, on the sound, mix and, you know, see, you know, because time and, and of course also your own taste and so on changes over yeah. time. So I wanted to, to start from the beginning, not use any old templates or anything. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, start know. from scratch, fresh beginning. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but it's looking good. You know, hopefully we'll be finishing some here this month. That, that's actually also a question uh, I wanted to touch on. Uh, as a label owner, how do you go about these, these that times? I mean, because you're not like throwing out bombs every other week because they're just gonna like drown in, in nothingness. So, so is, it like, is it like you hold your cards close to you or how do you go uh, or stay relevant still? But but that fine line, how do you go about that? And well, basically um, we slowed down on the release schedule even before uh, the COVID-19 hit us. Um, but right now, I'm, you know, I do have some ready for, for release and what happens, but we decided to wait a while for all this to finish first so people are actually able to to hear the tunes when they're you know when they can go to a club yeah. and uh, I know from I see that for myself but also from other label owners that sales are pretty poor at the moment so well I think it's better to wait a little while you know keep them close to uh, to you and then see what's happening on the other side of New Year's and, and then maybe release some there but you know not like we're desperate to, to release anything at no, the moment. No, no, that, that makes and the, sense. And it's the same for everyone, I guess, you know, but there are some producers around that, you know, have a lot of time and spending it in the studio and and then pushing uh, hard, hard with the releases, but <clears throat> I think, um, you know, I think it's best just to wait a little while and then and then see what ha- what's happening yeah. on the other side. Uh, uh, when I uh, spoke to you earlier, we were talking about also like the thing of like if there's one positive thing about uh, the COVID-19, like maybe uh, the DJ life uh, and nightlife, like getting in better shape and taking mm-hmm. better care of mm-hmm. yourself. So that's something that has impacted you in a, in a way. I mean, that's <laughs> certainly yeah. That's that's a positive step if you should take anything from it, I guess. Uh, and you know, I've never had my night sleep as I did the last <laughs> seven, eight months. Um, you know, I've been changing back and forth between weekends and weekdays for, yeah. you know, decades. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right now I'm able to go to the gym, been jogging a lot, you know, and living a little bit healthier. Not a whole lot, but a little bit healthier than yeah. what I used to and it pays off. <laughs> so, and I think we all feel a little bit better, but uh, I've seen that for a lot of a lot of people from the night, nightlife, but I've also seen the different things, you, you know, where people are having mental issues and stuff like this. Yeah, and yeah. it's not good for anyone, of course, but, you know, it's about staying positive. And hopefully, you know, we we can take the good things from this period and then bring them into the, you know, the period after this. Yeah. I mean, there's naturally, of course, a huge craving for like the whole like social interaction, and I mean, everybody's like mm. like on the edge of their seats because yeah, yeah. we, especially if I guess if you're a part of the business, and then just it may you might not go out every weekend, but you have like a regular visits to your club or gigs or, or whatever. Mm. So 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 missing that out is, is is a huge part of like your whole identity. So so mm. so naturally, like it's yeah, it's like really a cold turkey. Uh, yeah, but I mean, as to me, there hasn't been you know biggest struggle um, I actually found it nice to have a break from you know from all the stress and all the hard work which yeah. is also a part of it um, but of course now I'd really like to get back back to what I used used to do but but and you know if there's nothing we can do we just need to wait and you know see if we can be a little bit creative you know whatever we can do uh, 
under the restrictions, you know, we've got to push, push forward and, you know, get ideas and see if there's things we can do differently on the other side. But I'm not really desperate, but, you know, as soon as we open up again, I'm always eager to get back to what I used to do. How, uh, I saw you guys were doing uh, some new kind of concerts. Uh, yeah. uh, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, um, we just made a new collaboration with a concert venue called Alice yeah. in uh, Copenhagen uh, with um, yeah, live concerts uh, starting up in December. And um, it's going to be for seated crowds only and under the corona restrictions. And then we're trying different, you know, different genres of electronic music that we probably didn't do as much at the club before to see if it works and uh, see if it's something we can actually um, uh, take on to the yeah to 2021 and maybe develop into maybe you know at other venues but also at our own club so it's it, um, it, it's it's off to a really good start and the first one is almost sold out in two and a half days oh, so it's nice nice to know yeah yeah, yeah. Is it something you can imagine, like, uh, or is it something you've been missing, like doing other genres or experiencing or broadening the horizon more? Because, of course, mm-hmm. the club is naturally more dance-oriented. Uh. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's something we've been discussing for a while. It's not like Culture Box itself is um, is a, it's not really a normal concert venue. It's built for clubbing, so um, we also have to have that in, in, in mind when we're booking in the live acts. But um, it's something we've been discussing for a few years, uh, but it's something that we haven't really found the time for until now. Um, because, you know, just to keep a club running two, three days a week and then doing whatever you do with a small team, you know, it's impossible to actually uh, reinvent yourself all the time and, and bring in, let's say, one or two nights a week with, with live music on top of that. So that would probably need, you know, a, a, a bigger team or something like this to actually execute but we'll see hopefully it uh, is the way forward and it's what we're able to do at the moment under the restrictions so you know it's yeah. a way to keep the music playing yeah. and and come with some positive news and and keep ourselves in the loop yeah which is also important in my opinion sure just uh, one one last thing actually uh i know you 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 your label of course is what happens and you did a lot of parties uh, and actually that's the way you like got into culture box in the end How, how, uh, I was actually there before the parties. Before but, the parties? Yes. Oh, okay. But um, anyway, yes, I've been doing the label live there since 2007. So for 13 years now. So it's, uh, I, I remember your, uh, one of your old profile six was like the busiest man in Scandinavia. So you're still, uh, yeah, you're still, uh, holding, that, uh, still <laughs> holding that high. <laughs> that wasn't something I came and brought up. But, um, no, but it's probably true. Uh, back then it was. Um, probably st- sometimes still. But anyway, it was. Um, It was something that someone said it and it just stuck to, you know, to what I did, but it was good fun. Yeah. How, how do you, uh, just uh, the last uh, question, how do you think like the Scandinavian scene has evolved over the last couple of years and then our position in, in let's say, Europe and the rest of the world mm. on the electronic music scene? How, how do you perceive like the Danish upcoming artists and, and, and the scene in general here? I'd say that the Danish scene looks pretty strong um, with, you know, Everything from house to techno, even uh, if you've even seen a comeback for drum and bass, and you know, a lot of artists seem to be evolving from the from the scene. Whereas in in Sweden and Norway and so on, you know, it's, things go up and down. But in Denmark, it's, it's it's actually the same. But Copenhagen in particular has been very very good in the past, I'd say three, four, five years, and. Um, 
I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of foreigners living here and um, really good mentality and clubs have been able to stay open for long. Um, police haven't been too much involved in the in the open air parties and so on and you know everything seems to change this summer though but hopefully you know things will brighten up after this and, and you know we'll see a lot of opportunities and a lot of promoters uh, stepping forward and, and clubs opening up again and even though the scene is small the parties are usually small here it's you know I think it's a healthy good little scene with you know plenty of interesting artists around so it's you know a place to work yeah well uh, Tim uh, thanks for uh, taking time out uh, and talking to us uh, thank you I think we should uh, let the music do the talking now so uh, for the next hour ish or so uh, Tim Andresen on the decks
right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Mr. Tim and Jason in the mix. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. A lot of uh, nice uh, gems in there, and uh, good to have some breakbeat back in the end here. <laughs> I haven't really been mixing for a while, so uh, hopefully it was fine. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. It was awesome. I'm trying to keep busy, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not many chances. I'm really um, happy you guys invited me in here. Yeah, but uh, as you mentioned, uh, you had to like uh, reload your uh, USB stick <laughs> tonight. <laughs> For the, I think, the fourth time since uh, March. So, um, yeah. It's all right. Uh, we, it, took, uh, it took me all day to prepare for tonight <laughs> <laughs> to play like tw- 12 tracks or something yeah. like this. Well, that's amazing. I mean, uh, thanks a lot for it. And uh, yeah, we hope you. Always uh, a pleasure. We hope you stop by another time. Um, of course. Yeah, always. Well, uh, thanks for now, Tim. Thank you. 